Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Back here on WrestleRant Radio for Thursday, December 16, 2021, nine days out from Christmas. We're going to have the big holiday special next week here on the show for December 23rd. But before then, we got a lot to talk about here today from Raw to Dynamite, the Winter is Coming edition, some contract news on the WWE side, and much, much more. As always, being joined by the one, the only, the illustrious, the holiday captain himself, Mr. Marceau. RJ, brother, how you doing? Doing good, GSM. How are you? Doing great. Anticipating Christmas in uh, nine days? Can't wait. Can't wait. Have you watched any more movies on the holiday Christmas movie watch in the last uh, week since uh, we last spoke? I'm trying to think. I Did I tell you I watched Chris, The Christmas Carol? I don't think you I did. You yes. Um, I feel like I, I thought we spoke about that on the phone. Maybe it was over text or something, but the Jim yeah, Carrey so animated Chris, one, right? Carol, yep, the, the animated one, Jim Carrey. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think what else we watched. Watch Monsters, Inc., not a Disney movie. Oh, before. stop. I love Monsters, great Inc. Great flick. Love great, Monsters, great Inc. Great flick. I watched out the other night. Not not uh, Christmas related, but definitely check it out, people. <laughs> Why did you movie. tell me that? Why did I tell you what? That you watched it. I love that movie. I didn't know you loved that movie Dude, so much. That is literally one of my... I don't know... I'd have to make a definitive list. Maybe we'll have another podcast podcast about this, but that might be my one or two favorite Pixar movies uh, from Disney. Or I guess technically Pixar, but it's probably that. Uh, Toy Story is one of them. I mean, if not all of them are in the top three, but... Um, but have you seen Bugs Life or no? Yes. Bugs Life is great, but I love Monsters Inc. That she's out of our hair. <laughs> Kitty. Kitty. Oh, there's it. so many lines in that. Like, what are you guys doing? And then you see the coworker walk by. Oh, they're putting on a play. I love that. <laughs> God. Did you did you I stick? Oh God, I love, I love that. Did you stick on for the post credit scene? <laughs> they have a post credit scene. Uh, I don't even know. I, they I they, they put on the actual play from the, from that they reference in the movie. Put that thing back work, working from her. So help me, bum bum bum. <laughs> oh, classic. Say, I you know I love I love the slug lady, the bitchy lady. Wazowski. Wazowski. Where's your paperwork? Love her. She's great. Love Sully. Um, just a great <laughs> flick. Don't really love the lady that uh that Mike's like dating. Hate yeah. her. Hate the snake hair. Not a big fan of that. But. The worst night of my life, bar none. <laughs> but I love the kid. So sad. It's just a great flick. Hey, they drop her off and then they see her at the end. Yep. I hate the the octopus guy, the boss, though. He's a dick. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. He ends up being the heel in the movie in the end. Spoiler alert. Twenty. 20- hate Randall. Randall's a prick, though. <laughs> oh God, I love that. I love when he's like in the in the in the fucking locker room and shit. I love the bathroom scene where he falls. He puts his. He he gets his foot stuck in the toilet when they're hiding from Randall in the stalls. <laughs> when they're hiding with the kid. Good stuff. 
God, I love the movie. Now I gotta rewatch it. Um, anyway, so we'll, we'll talk about uh, you know Raw and Dynamite here today, along with a bunch of other stuff. And one more thing, or a couple things, before we get started here. New episodes every single Thursday on iTunes, uh, WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com. Like I said, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and Podbean. Uh, you can rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show for new episodes every single Thursday. And on this show in two weeks. So next week we get the holiday edition for the 23rd, right before Christmas. In two weeks, though, we got the annual, ninth annual WWE AEW NXT Year in Review Awards reveal show. Breaking down the results for every single category. I think I put up 16 categories this year. We talked about it last week. You voted almost as soon as they went up, Mr. Marceau, two weeks ago. There is still time to vote. Um, The polls will not close until the Wednesday at midnight right before so when it bleeds from Tuesday into Wednesday, the 29th or 28th, I guess, into the 29th, because the show's on the 30th, um, that's when I'm going to close the polls. So still plenty of time to vote if you haven't already. Um, it's going to take you mere minutes to vote, um, unless you're really stumped on something like Mr. Marceau was with the Women's Match of the Year. But beyond that, no, no, in a good way, in a good way, like stumped in a good way that you didn't really know what to go with. I'm not I'm not making fun of you. Um, you know, some of them you might have a harder time deciding. And no, I'm not putting Adam Page and, and Brian Danielson in there from last night. That's the thing with these things. I always do it January or December 1st, December 2nd, and then there's usually at least one or two really good matches to close out the year. Not that it probably would have won anyway, um, but I don't really include them, and I don't include them in you know the following years. They just kind of get forgotten about, I guess. But it is what it is. Such as uh, you know these year in review award. Um, you know, uh, things that we do. So we'll talk about it in two weeks here on the show. I'm looking forward to that. But before we get into anything Raw-related, Dynamite-related, we got to talk about the biggest news of the week coming out of Wednesday. You were actually the one that broke the news to me, Mr. Marceau, 10 minutes after news broke from Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful. Um, Owens actually discussed the news himself on a podcast today, which I'll talk about in a moment. But Kevin Owens re-signing with WWE for at least a few more years. And there was a lot of talk of him leaving. Contract was up January 31st. And now he's just extended it. Um, he said in said interview that his contract still expires January 31st, just not 2022. So that tells me he just signed like a two or three year extension. Um, reportedly, again, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Meltzer had noted on the Wrestling Observer uh, radio show, I think last night, that it was for two to three million dollars. I don't know if that was speculation or if that was like an actual report that he had heard. I don't know. That sounds ridiculous, but I mean, if they really wanted to keep the guy, they had the funds to do it, regardless of what they say about budget cuts. So, I mean, I, I guess I could see that. But Kevin Owens sticking around in WWE, quite the shocker to close out the year, and we still got a couple weeks left, but I think we were all under the impression that he was on his way out based on how he was booked, based on, you know, who's in AEW, and if he would or would not have fit over there. Um, talk about your initial reaction, Mr. Marceau, to finding out that Kevin Owens is still going to be with WWE beyond 2022. I was shocked. I mean, I'm a Kevin Owens guy, but, I mean, I feel like just the way that he was booked, like, beginning of the year, I mean, lately it's been better, but I feel like the beginning of the year, and I feel like every year he has been, I think he has been traded from Raw to SmackDown, Raw to SmackDown. So it just seemed like every year, like, they just kind of like, oh, we don't really know the Kevin Owens, so we'll just switch shows with him. Um, but, I mean, since his big Universal Championship win, I don't know, was that, almost five years ago, I mean, mm-hmm. he really hasn't done, like, he's won some stuff. I mean, it's not like he's been terribly booked, but, I mean, I feel like he should be probably a higher priority. But, um, so, like, when the news was that his contract was coming up, I, I mean, I think we all thought he was leaving. I mean, Obviously, he's friends with the Bucks and stuff. He was in Ring of Honor, like, his majority of his 
indie career and PWG, so like obviously he knows all those guys. And I don't know, it just seemed like that was the direction he was going with. But I mean, I can see why he'd stay. I mean, now he's kind of a focal point. I mean, if they're giving him the money that's reported, I doubt they're just going to let him do nothing. So maybe that was a, definitely another help. And I don't know. I, I feel like he would succeed in AEW, but I just also think he'd kind of be like another stooge in another group. Like, yeah, he'd go be with the Young Bucks. So what are you going to replace Adam Cole with him? And then mm-hmm. he'd be with fucking Brandon Cutlet and Nakazawa. Like, who cares? So <clears throat> Kenny will eventually come back too. So then, like, he'd just be another guy. I mean, yeah. I think be able to work with like i think you'd do well but i just feel like there are a lot of people that are kind of just like in the mix and i mean i think that's what he'd be in right now technically on raw he's like in the main event scene so i don't think he'd get there i don't know if he'd ever get there in that company but i don't know i i think it's a good good for him i mean he has been there i don't know what the last seven eight years so like he's made yeah. a name for himself that's how he kind of got his national name being on WWE tv like he did get pretty pushed through the developmental system, probably one of the quickest that we had seen at that point through anyone that went through the Indies. I mean, he was on Raw probably six months after he came on NXT TV, so beating John Cena, obviously, he didn't win the feud, but, I mean, he beat John Cena, so that's good as well. But, I mean, I think at the end of the day, he's... It's just, I feel like WWE, it's just like... It is what it is. Like he, it's a the biggest company. He's on the biggest platform. Yeah, like he go AWF fun, but like I think he'll make more money in WWE and in mm-hmm. cement. If he really needed to, I think he could fall back on AEW. But like right now, being in WWE seems like it works best for him. Well, yeah, fall back in AEW in the sense that, in my next question for you, in that if he gets cut, because I had read the report as there is a no cut clause. Um, there's not though. I had reread, I had misread the report. There actually is no cut clause. I don't know what contract does. I had, I think I had heard at one point, whether it was from Meltzer or Sean Ross Sapp, I forgot where I had heard it from. This was a while ago that some contracts did have a no cut clause. I would assume Randy Orton's does maybe AJ Styles. I'm not sure who else in the company. I mean, obviously Roman Reigns, I guess, but Beyond them, I'm not sure who else would have it worked into their deals. Maybe Rollins, maybe depending on when he resigned. If I don't know when his contract is up, but um, I I don't know. It's interesting. I could totally see a case, though. I said the same thing with um, Adam Cole, though Owens is a bigger star because he's been in the main roster a lot longer. Obviously, could you see a situation where I mean, if two to three million dollars is accurate, that is just unbelievable. I mean, I love Kevin Owens, but. We hear some of these figures, and no one makes remotely close to that aside from, like, Brock and Roman. So that just sounds crazy. Could you see a case where they let him go in the next year? I mean, I don't even think Braun Strowman was making that much, dude, and they let him go. And Braun was a bigger focal point on these shows than than Kevin Owens was. Could you see a situation where they might let him go before his contract's up, and he just, I mean, he could always go to AEW then. I mean, honestly, that's how I see this playing out. I I hate to be non-optimistic here, but I feel like that's realistic. I mean, I think it is realistic, but I don't know. I just feel like, I think now they've, I don't know if they've realized. I think now they've kind of started to kind of realize it. Like, if they really, 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 really wanted him to actually do something with them, I feel like they're going to, at this point, extend their all, like, they're going to extend for him. I feel like other people, like Adam Cole, like, maybe they really wanted him, but, like, at the end of the day, they 
mean, they really wanted them. They would throw, like, as much money as they can there. I mean, they were billion dollar company. Yep. I feel like now, more than ever, I feel like if they just didn't want you, they'd just let you go. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's what they've done with a lot of people. I mean, I think that they want Daniel Bryan, yeah, but I mean, what was the offer? I mean, if they really, 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 really wanted Daniel Bryan, I think you would have, they would have fucking thrown as much. I mean, his fucking father in law works there. So, like, I feel like they would have done, like, they probably didn't, like, have the demands that he wanted and stuff like that. So, like, there's other things, but I feel like at this point, if they don't want you, they're clearly just starting to let people go. If they want you, I guess they'll extend the olive branch. But, like I said, next month he could be on main event, so who knows? Yeah. But, I mean, I also think there's a chance he could win the WWE Championship as well. So, uh, it is what it is, but I think at this point they've realized if they want someone, they're, they're going to probably invest in that person. Everyone else, as we've seen the last year, they say, quote-unquote, budget cuts, which... I mean, companies make more money than they've ever made, but yeah. I think if they didn't want you, they just let you go like those other people that they started letting go. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. I mean, I think you make a great point as far as if they really, 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 really wanted you, then they'll offer you enough money to stay. I mean, with Adam Cole, did they think he was worth 2 to $3 million? Probably not. I mean, whether he is or not is debatable, I guess, but they didn't. Um, I think that would have been incredibly dumb for someone who hasn't even made the main roster yet, as big of a star as Adam Cole is, and as much as I like Adam Cole... Is Owens even worth that much? I don't know. My question is, though, you mentioned if they really want to keep someone, they will offer them what they want to keep them if they really wanted to keep them. Brian, same thing. I feel like Brian probably would have stayed. He's he's admitted to staying, but I feel like his... And everyone's different. Everyone wants different things. Everyone has different demands. I mean, he wanted to wrestle in Japan. I think WWE was actually going to let him do that. He has said that in interviews. Um, He just... Brian's a different cat than Kevin Owens, though. He had been there a lot longer than Kevin Owens. He's done everything there is to do in WWE. I guess Owens has too, but, you know, I mean, he's already been champion, world champion multiple times. Always, uh, Owens can always climb back up that ladder, maybe. Um, I could see him maybe doing that at some point. Brian's a little bit different, but with Owens, though, with the demands that they made or he made to stay, blah, 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 and the amount of money they're offering him, I'm not even blaming him for his decision. I mean, if the guy's making that much amount of money for his family, I mean, that's incredible and more power to him. I mean, the guy's not stupid for doing that, I don't think. And it's not like with Adam Cole, I feel like Adam Cole would have been dumb to go, in my opinion, just because he's so young and the prime years of his career are like right now. So it was a crucial decision whether he stays or goes. And I think he made the right decision by not staying in WWE. Owens' his prime years are probably over. Um, he's probably inching towards the end of her, closer to the end of his career than the beginning. I mean, he's 37 years old. So at this point, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it would have been cool to see him in AEW, but not everyone can go there. But back to my original point, though. With the amount of money that they're offering him, they really, really, really wanted to keep him, then they will make a way to, you know, they will find a way to do that. Apparently, they made overtures and told him personally, listen, we really, really want to keep you. My question for you, Mr. Marceau, is why? He's been there for five years now. He's been very successful. He's not one of those call-ups that gets called up, holds a championship a day, and then just we don't see him again. Like He's been there on the main roster for six years. Like you said, beat John Cena debut match. He's done pay-per-view main events. He's beaten Roman Reigns. He's beaten Seth Rollins. He was Universal Champion for a good stretch of time. Not the greatest reign, but he was champion for a while. He hasn't held a championship in almost five years, but still, he's held a lot of titles, Intercontinental, United States, whatever. They haven't done jack shit with him up until now. I mean, he's in the day one main event. I always thought he was only in there to take the pinfall loss, and he still could. But beyond that, though, he really hasn't been that important to the WWE storylines in 
consistently in a long time. So why would you? Th- why, why do you think? Whether it be to keep him away from AEW or they just have plans for him, why do you think they are so strong and so adamant about keeping Kevin Owens on the WWE roster? I honestly don't know. <laughs> I, I love, love Kevin. I just I, don't get it. I love Kevin Owens, but I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I really don't. I, I think he's good, but like you said, he's been there for a while. He's pretty much done everything. He's, I mean, I don't think he's big box office. Um, he has good fan. I mean, people like him, so like, I, I, I just feel like there's plenty of people he can do that with. I mean, I don't know. I really don't. I don't know how to answer that question, really. I mean, besides the fans liking him, I mean, I think he's good, but like you said, he is older. He isn't like a big name. I, I I really don't. I really don't have a good answer for you why they would want him. Um, I mean, realistically, I think they'd rather have Braun back. Honestly, I think that he's like if they got rid of Kevin Owens, I don't think they'd really like miss his spot. I think lately you've seen they have been really missing like a giant. And don't tell me about Omos because he's. <laughs> <laughs> not good um so honestly i feel like they probably miss braun more and i think braun was like it's weird because braun has always even if it wasn't like amazing booking he was at least like in their fucking plans of doing something yeah owens has been like kind of on and off on and off on and off so i really don't know i mean like i said i think braun has a better chance of being big time i i i really don't know i can't give you a good answer because i don't really know why they'd want him i'm surprised that they again it just maybe anything changes with this company their mindset changes their hiring policy changes from month to month let alone day to day um i don't know i just feel like with a guy he just they talk about the youth movement He's not young. He's 37 years old. Listen, I'm happy that he's that he's making a lot of money. I want I want people who I'm a fan of in WWE. I don't want everyone to leave. I mean, I think it's nice that I just want him to be used well as the thing. Do you think this I mean, we we mentioned it before, but do you think this changes anything? I mean, maybe now that they know he's locked in, they might actually do something with him, but <laughs> the, my my the, the the thing I would say in, you know, argument of that is that they knew he was locked in 2 years ago. And they didn't do anything with him then. I mean, he beat Shane McMahon a couple times. He was the hottest thing on SmackDown. And then they did nothing. I mean, he beat Rollins at WrestleMania last year. He was super hot coming out of that. No fans. And I know, you know, COVID stuff, and he didn't want to be there for that, and I, I totally understand that. But it's not like anything. He faced Roman for the championship, and he's, again, he's had a lot of success, and it's not like he's done absolutely nothing. But he hasn't really won anything of importance in a long time, so... I just the consistency with Kevin Owens is just weird to me as far as how the company views him. I don't think they've ever really seen him as a top tier star. Even the Cena stuff was a great way of introducing him, but beyond that, they never really saw him at that level. As soon as they saw Brock throwing around this guy, I think it was like the Taker and Brock brawl. Um, it was like right after Owens debuted. It was after he lost the Cena time or two. And they had people breaking up the brawl, and Owens was out there as one of those losers alongside Heath Slater and fucking no way Jose or whoever it was at that point. I knew at that point, okay, they they just don't see him as being like top tier material. And he was world champion for a while, but again, he was never really the focal point. So, so I have a question for you. You're yep. saying that they don't see him as top tier. Do, do, do you think he could have been top tier? Yes, I honestly do. If they pushed him at that level, I feel like especially he's a better heel than a babyface. But even as a babyface, dude, I mean, he gets. 
I mean, we've been to the shows. He gets huge reactions. He's one of those guys, not quite like Jeff Hardy, but close. Or even if he's booked like an absolute loser. And we know he has... Dude, this guy has not won a match by pinfall in fucking four months as Kevin Owens. I mean, he's won a couple matches by countout. And he's he's fighting for the title of the pay-per-view. I get that. But he hasn't won in forever. He's a loser right now, it feels like, from a booking standpoint. But he still gets great reactions. So I think he could. I'm not saying he's the next. he could have been the next John Cena. I think personally that he could have been in the Rollins category of someone who had a lot of success in the independent scene. And he can't do what Rollins can do in the ring, but he could talk far better than Rollins can. And he just, to me, he feels like a star. But what do you think? I, I mean, I think he where he it has gone is probably to them and what I would see as like his height, I guess, his peak. Mm-hmm. I think he's like a good one-off or a couple-time champion. But like as the guy, especially for WWE... I mean, not that, like, I mean, I'm not no fucking muscle head, but, like, he just isn't their guy. I don't know. I just don't, like, he's not the muscle guy, and he's not, like, in shape. Like, he's not in shape. So, like, I think he's good. I love him. And, like I said, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, no Tiny Tim either. But, like, for WWE, I feel like you see, like, the jacked up people or, like, the, like you said, it's like they're, they want, like, the superhero. And he ain't that, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, even Rollins, like, yeah, he's not the biggest guy ever, but like he's like kind of like that villainy. He's like a superhero villain, basically. Like he's still athletic enough and looks the part that like you got like Owens. I love Owens, but like he just, I just, he doesn't scream WWE like Braun. I'll go back to like he screams WWE. Yeah, I just, yeah. To this day, don't know why they got rid of him because I feel like he's like that big superhero that like they they like always pushed him. So to this day, like I still don't get that, but like. I see him being more of like a WWE guy than Owens, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I think I would probably put Owens at the level of a guy like AJ Styles. I'm not, again, obviously AJ looks better as far as being in in ring shape and he could do more in the ring than Owens can. No, that's a good comparison. I, I I would put him at that level. AJ is a guy to me, there is probably four or five people I would say in this company that are bulletproof as far as it doesn't matter where you put them on the car, they still feel like a top tier star. AJ I could buy even for all the dumb shit that he's done with almost recently. I just I like almost, but like it we're done with this. Can we move on? Um he's still to me he could be WWE champion tomorrow. I can't see that with Kev I mean, I told you over text, like I guess I could see a scenario where he wins a day one now that they know he's locked in. Just to shock people maybe. Um, I mean, why the fuck not at this point? But AJ's a guy where even though he hasn't been WWE champion in three years, for whatever reason, they booked him like a star. Like he, to me, was what Owens could have been. Owens, I mean, I could probably name 10 other, 10 other people that should have been on that same level as AJ. AJ, some, for some reason, broke through as he should have. The guy's amazing, but... I would say AJ's bulletproof, Roman and Rollins for different reasons, but AJ's a guy that broke through that ceiling. Owens never did. I feel like he could have been on AJ's level had they given him the AJ push. Uh, and they did, you know, for a month or two when he beat Cena, but there was never any follow-up there was the problem. So that that's the category that I would put him in had they pushed him a little bit better than they did. No, I agree. I think he could be on, like, Rollins, AJ level. I think currently, instead of being on the AJ level, he's in the Nakamura level where he's had a lot of success and he's really over. But he's like mid-card, upper mid-card. That's the height of which they see him in, I think. Yeah, I agree. So, that's the Kevin Owens situation. We'll see what they do going forward. We'll talk about day one as it gets closer, as whether he wins 
the WWE title or not. But a couple more contract things before we get into Raw and Dynamite. Uh, and a bit of an update from last week. We spoke extensively about Jeff Hardy and his release that just broke right before we started speaking. I'm glad these news stories are happening before we start recording now, not after. But So after the fact, uh, Monday, I mean, that, that was Thursday. Monday... Not that it came out, but Matt Hardy had mentioned on a Twitch stream that Jeff's fine, which obviously you would expect him to say, but the way that he had talked about it makes it sound like WWE overreacted with what they did. There's nothing... Whatever happened with Jeff... I mean, the, the footage stuff from the house show is just bizarre. I mean, if you watch it, if you heard about it, it's just weird. I don't know how you explain that. If he wasn't on something or not drunk or... I, I don't know. Why would he do that? But as far as you know, him being back on drugs or having alcohol issues. It doesn't sound like he's having those issues currently. He still is in a great place. The company just felt like they had no choice but to fire him because they were overreacting to it. And he denied rehab because he didn't think he needed it because he doesn't need it. And then they let him go. And they overreacted and they just pulled the trigger too soon, I guess. Um, which makes it sound... I don't know would they bring him back because they realized they fucked up. We don't even know if they 100% fucked up. Yeah, this is just Matt's side of the story. And I tend to believe that just because it's out from... I, I listened to it and I heard it and I read it and I'm like, okay, this this checks out. We won't know for a little while, I guess, until we they get the drug results back, but that doesn't really, you know... I, that doesn't answer everything, I guess. But have you been following the story as it's developed, Mr. Marceau? And if so, any thoughts on it? Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw the tweets. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to, like, bury his brother. I don't know. I just, like, from what I saw on the house show, I mean... It wasn't like that. Wasn't just like a normal thing that happened. So yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think they'd hire him back even if they made a mistake. I mean, I just don't. I just don't think what happened. Like what? Like what else could have been? It's like, it's like didn't sleep good enough. Like I don't know. I just yeah, feel like exactly. What, what happened was like on on like not something that happens normally. So it like, had to be something more than just like he was having an off night. I feel like, but. I mean, I guess we'll see, but I feel like, I mean, maybe they, maybe they, he was having just a couple bad nights and they might have overreacted, but I mean, I think it's kind of more, if that is what happened, it's just based off his reputation, unfortunately. Like he's had a few run-ins, he's had a couple issues and stuff like that. So maybe they overreacted, but maybe they thought, Hey, maybe he's having a couple bad nights. Maybe it'll lead to this. And I mean, I mean, they, they got back, like, it wasn't like anyone was dumping on when it happened. I mean, people are like, oh shit, like he needs help. But we'll see what happens. But I, I don't think they're just going to immediately hire him back. No, I mean, we'll see. I think it's definitely possible. It's just very weird. Um, again, I believe that. I believe what Matt had said. But it's just, I mean, hopefully we hear from Jeff. And again, not everything he said is going to be fact either. It's his side of the story as well. But I don't know. That house show stuff was weird. So hopefully we get some answers soon because I just want to see him do better and do well. Um, I think it was a little premature, though. I mean, before we even found out any of that, it was literally less than a day later, Matt had tweeted, I feel extremely excited, or something along those lines with an X, about the future. Already getting people, I think, I can't tell you exactly, but it sounded like the same people, that, like you and me, that were saying, listen, stop getting your fucking uh, panties in a bunch about Jeff Hardy going to AEW. Let, let's hold off on that conversation for a little while. Let's make sure the guy's okay. And then the next day, these same people, not you and me, but I'm just seeing other people that were saying the same thing. Oh, man, this is great. Jeff and AEW, this is going to be amazing. Can we, can we hold off on that for a little bit until we find out what the fuck is going on here? I mean, what's he going to be, another Hardy family office guy? I mean, 
yeah, I, I would hold off on it. I, I, I wouldn't just push. I mean, I, I would hold back. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not even saying that he wouldn't go there or he shouldn't go there. I'm just saying to even have that conversation now, when we're still trying to figure out whether the guy's okay or not, 100, percent is just weird to me. And he didn't even. It's and also, can we also put the rest as dumb shit as other people have said that he was trying to get himself fired? I mean, do you put any merit in that at all? Dude, he was trying to get fired. He wants to go to AEW with Matt, so you can be with him and. <laughs> Jack Evans and Angelico, come on. <clears throat> Listen, I know people say stuff just because they work for WWE, but I, I could tell you 100% that um, he did not want to leave there. I mean, you didn't watch the Broken Skull Sessions, did you? I did not. He made it very clear, and again, he could be lying. He could be lying. But um, he made it very clear that uh, you know he didn't want to leave. I mean, he, he wanted to end his career there, and then they let him go because of this stuff. So... Anyway, um, it is what it is. We'll, we'll see what happens going forward, though. Again, I just I just hope he's okay. One last contract thing. Uh, this is basically like saying the sky is blue, but it came out yesterday from, I think, Alex or Andrew Azarian from the Metman podcast. Uh, I messed that up initially. But, yeah, so he had mentioned yesterday, pretty credible source, that uh, USA Network and Fox and whatever, the WWE you know network officials, whatever, want MJF and WWE. He's a hot commodity. They see him as an up hot rising star the mjf punk segments really got them excited oh we would love this guy in the company his contract is rumored to be up around the same time as some other ones in 2024 when the tv right deals are up and whatever uh just an interesting note i mean obviously this won't be a major story for another few more years um but what did you make of that i mean obviously wwe would want him or the networks would want him i i don't think he would go there but I thought it was interesting, though, and, and it's worth noting because the guy is a star, and I feel like even if he stays in AEW and he plays the two sides against each other, he's going to make a lot more fucking money on his next deal. Yeah, I think, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it all really depends, I guess, at that point. Realistically, it all depends on where AEW is at that point. If they're still kind of where they are, I mean, I could see him jumping. If they become, like, more mainstream, then, I mean, why wouldn't you stay? But, like you said, I think at the end of the day, he can use both of them as leverage and just make a shit ton of money. Maybe they can give I mean, him the... Uh, win-win for him. Oh, yeah. It's a big win for him either way. I feel like even come 2024... I mean, yeah, regardless of where AEW is. I mean, if Tony Khan's still making money, then he'll give him that money. Maybe they'll give him the Urban Myers contract. <laughs> but no, I'm saying, like, I feel like if he's still... AEW's still where they are, like, kind of, like, still kind of under the radar. I mean... And they're like, hey, we'll give you a shit ton of money. You'll be like one of the top stars on Raw and SmackDown. Man. Hey, look at Kevin Owens. He took the money and stayed, so. <laughs> Not saying it's a bad thing. I mean, he mentioned in he mentioned in an interview, I forgot to read this before, but he mentioned that he did it for his family. I mean, he's it's just been his home for the last seven years, and he has a sense of belonging there, and uh, he's been in WWE the longest, and he wants to uh, be there a few more years. So he didn't say he wanted to end his career in WWE, but... Again, to me, the amount of money he's offering, he'd be a moron to leave with the amount of money they offered Owens. And I feel like MJF, same thing. I mean, I'll, listen, I understand creative freedom like Brian Danielson, but the thing with Brian Danielson, though, he's definitely made enough money to where he can do what He could wrestle fucking indies for the rest of his life if he wanted to, let alone retire, I'm sure. Is MJF at that level? Probably not. I feel like he probably wants to make that money, and he can make it in WWE. I'm not saying he should go there, but, I mean, personally, from a business standpoint, he might be a, he might be a moron to turn that down. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like I said, I think at the end of the day, all we know is he'll probably make a shit ton of money. So, regardless where he goes, more money, more more power to him, more money to him, and uh, I look forward to that decision in a couple more years. It's going to be a very interesting time when those contracts come due. 
Um, talking about Raw real quick, it was really the Bobby Lashley show. Talking about Kevin Owens, he beat Kevin Owens in a matter of minutes, uh, forcing him to tap out, although Owens tapped out before the Hurt Lock was even on. Um, Kevin Owens, or rather Bobby, went on to beat Rollins, and he also went on to beat Big E in a no-disqualification main event to earn entry into the WWE Championship match at day one. We just talked about this last week. I love Bobby. I don't think this match needed him. This kind of came completely out of nowhere. He's been protected lately, but he hasn't really been around the title scene since he lost the championship three months ago. So I would not have added him. Um, they made him look like a beast on Monday night, but the thing is is that he could lose at day one without even getting pinned. He literally beat all three men, including the fucking champion on Monday, in three matches on the same show. Why wouldn't you just give him the championship right then and there? Um, I, I just, you know, I don't know if I would have put him in this match, but the booking to me was weird. Obviously, they did it to fill three hours of TV time, and some of the matches were good. Um, th- just the way they booked this was very weird to me. Yeah, it was weird, but I mean, I think Bobby Lashley's been great, so yep. I'm not going to complain on that, but yeah. I, I mean, I didn't love Owens getting added in, and now Lashley coming in, I mean, we'll see, but I mean, like you said, he killed everyone in the match, so like, just give him the belt at this point. I was going to say, so from a booking standpoint, realistically, yes, from a booking standpoint, though, early expectations for day one, now we have four different choices for who could walk out. Um, any one of these men, Big E could defend against coming out of it. We've already kind of gotten the Big E Bobby feud, so that's why I don't think Bobby's going to win. I feel like whoever wins, Big E will face the Rumble, regardless of whether he's champion or not. I think Big E might retain and then face Rollins at the Rumble. If you have Rollins as champion, um, I mean, I guess he could win it and then lose it right back to Big E. Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like with Big E. Um, I don't know what you do with him at WrestleMania's WWE Champion. So, any early expectations for that four-way at day one? Uh, I don't know. Like, I said, like you said before, I think anyone can win. Um, I don't know. I feel like it might be someone different. I think one of the three challengers, Mike, I think anyone can win. So, like, yep. I wouldn't hate if any of them won. I mean, Bobby's probably my least favorite just because I think he just had a good reign. Put the belt right back on him. Eh. I don't know. I, I'll say Biggie retains, but I just don't know what he really did with him at WrestleMania. So maybe he loses it, or they spice something up at the Rumble. What about uh, what about Biggie and Goldberg? <sighs> Jesus Christ! I mean, it's a fresh match. No comment. I mean, Goldberg wouldn't win, I wouldn't think, but no, no comment. <laughs> and listen, I don't like the part timers in the main events, but you know, it's an, it's an option. Um, so yeah, we had that. That was the biggest story coming out of Raw this week. And uh, really, nothing else kind of came close. We did have the announcement that we're getting Liv and Becky again at day one. Becky retains, right? Oh, Becky LOL. Becky wins LOL? Yep. Yeah, most definitely. I'm looking forward to the rematch, though. I'm glad they did the rematch. I mean, I, I, that's exactly where I expected it to be. I mean, people were... I don't know if they couldn't see logic through the tears in their eyes after Liv lost, but, I mean, we said this last week. They did that finish because they were going to do a rematch of the pay-per-view. And uh, Becky will win again, as she probably should. And I love Liv, but... I don't think now is the time to give her the championship. I mean, she can win, and I'd be happy. I just, just don't see it happening. Uh, where do you think this tension being teased between Miz and Maurice is leading? Do you think it's just a ruse, and then they'll get Maurice and Miz back on the same page at the pay-per-view? I mean, I don't even really know why that's necessary. I think it's just a ruse. I think they'll get them back together. I don't know. I really don't know what the purpose of it is, but I think it'll just lead to them back together again. Yeah, it's probably the most likely um, outcome. And that was pretty much it. I thought there was something else I wanted to bring up. Oh, okay, so here's another thing, too. Probably one of the worst parts from Raw this week. Queen Zelina, King of the, or Queen of the Ring, Women's Tag Team Champion, 
beating Rhea Ripley, 60 seconds, distraction finish with a roll-up. I mean, I know Zelina, I figured Zelina would win because they're pushing her right now and she's been undefeated lately. That didn't really bother me, although Rhea probably shouldn't be losing to her. The fuck is this going, though? Because Rhea should not be losing in 60 seconds to someone that was a scrub three months ago. Are we turning her heel, or what? how would you book the breakup of Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash, assuming that's the direction they're going in here? I was just saying, I think they just did that because they're like, kind of teasing the, the breakup between them. I mean, I would just have her beat the holy shit out of Nikki Ash, but, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I think that's why they did it, just to kind of tease more ten- tease tension between them and... She'd be like, I'm losing the jokes because of you and just beat her up, but who knows? Yeah, we'll see. I, I would rather have Rhea Ripley go heel. I mean, Nikki Ash going heel and dumping the Nikki Ash hit to me would be fine, but uh, Rhea Ripley we haven't seen in a heel as a heel in a while, so might be interesting. We'll see. Um, as long as they break up the team soon, though, because that's really, to me, just kind of you know run its course and been played out, but you know it is what it is. Um, let's talk about the winter edition, winter is coming edition, rather, of AEW Dynamite from Wednesday night. Overall, a very good show. Um, opening with a match that's got a lot of people talking here. Um, not an Iron Man match, but it may as well have been. A uh, 60-minute time limit draw to Brian Danielson and Adam Page for the AEW World Championship. And if that sounds familiar, we talked about it here first a couple of weeks ago, as many other people have as well. As soon as they announced this match for this show, and they announced four matches for Winter is Coming. Four. Not not six. They usually announce seven matches in advance for these, you know, every episode of Dynamite. Not this one. So I knew at that point, and as soon as the match started the show, I'm like, okay, this is going an hour. I thought the match was great. Um, I think the commercial breaks hurt it, definitely. That's why I don't really like when they do this stuff on TV. But overall, I thought it was a great match. Um, would I put it in the best of the year category? Yes, probably towards the bottom though i don't know i really like the match i thought more people loved it more than i did although i did think it was a great match though um an excellent match even didn't love the finish and let's get into this specifically because we just talked about this a week or two ago as to why they shouldn't do this because they literally just did it three months ago in a brian danielson match it wasn't a year ago it was in new york city in september still very fresh in everyone's mind i know why they did this to build towards a rematch of the pay-per-view what would I have done instead? Honestly, I really don't know. I mean, this is what happens when you don't really do countouts or DQs. I mean, if you did do DQs every once in a while, you could add Danielson beat the fuck out of him or something. I don't know. Um, but beyond that, I don't know. I just wasn't a big fan of the time limit draw, um, as many other people weren't. I just felt like it was lazy because we just saw it a couple months ago. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts were, Mr. Marceau. So we talked about it a little bit already. Uh, over text, but uh, give me your thoughts, your two cents on the um, apparent Iron Man match, essentially, between Danielson and Page on Dynamite. I thought it was a good match, but like you said, I think it's like probably like a half an hour in, I'm like, dude, are they really going to do a time limit draw? I thought it was good. I had no complaints with the actual match. I just felt like they like set it up in the beginning, like that it was going to get to that point. Like, they said 60-minute time on drama. Okay, but, like, the first, like, 10, 15 minutes, like, they were kind of, like, feeling themselves out a little yeah. bit. Like, Ryan kept going under the rope. I'm like, dude, are they really going to drag this on to an, an hour hour match? And it was good. But I will say, I think a lot of the action, which people are missing, like, there wasn't, like, a lot of, like, pin attempts. There wasn't really, like, submission attempts to, like, the very, very end of the match. Like, majority of the highlights if they, like that they showed after that match was literally, like, outside, like shenanigans like him hitting him against the post and him flipping over on like the thing and him on the table like they really wasn't like a lot of 
action to like get to like a pin like the whole match until the very very end when it got to the draw. So yeah, I thought it was a good match, but we literally just saw this like three months ago at the time of a draw. We were talking about this last week how we didn't want to see time of a draw, and that's what we got. So I just if you're not gonna get a clean finish or. I don't need to see draws. I feel like they, with Brian, like that's just two losses or two draw or ties, I guess, because they're two draws. Like, yeah. Just be a little bit more creative. I don't know. Like I said, I think I'd rather have had Brian get disqualified for just like kicking his head in, or like maybe a medical stoppage. I don't know, something different, like a two time limit draws in a row. Like at least if like he like beat his ass and like they stopped it, it would have been better. But I don't know. Yeah, something along those lines. I just feel like not only did they already do it, I mean, I, I don't mind the time limit draws. I, I think it's actually a good idea. But when you do it with the same guy a mere matter of months apart, that's where I kind of draw the line here. And again, I know they did it to build towards a rematch, very likely a battle of the belts in January. But then, as they say with WWE, don't do the match in the first place. Why Why even do it on this show? Why not just save it for battle of the belts? I mean, the build just started a month ago. Could Did they absolutely need to do a match on the show, Mr. Marceau? Could they not have just saved it for January and done another big match on the show instead? Easily. So, I don't know. Maybe they want to make it an annual tradition to have the title defended at Winter is Coming, which is cool. But then, I don't know. Maybe you do Miro in the spot instead, and then Danielson kicks off after this going into Battle of the Belts. I don't know. But uh, it's, it's not the worst thing in the world because they like the match, and we're getting more of it. I just wasn't a big fan of that time limit draw. Um, but also on that show, we got Wardlow versus Matt Seidel. Um, you know, a quick squash of Wardlow and Sean Spears kind of poking Wardlow afterwards, essentially, and Wardlow kind of uh, getting fed up with it. Where, where are your thoughts in, as far as where uh, Wardlow's development is? Is he ready for the big babyface push? I'm loving what they're doing. The slow and steady turn with him has been great. And I, I told you two years ago, too early. Last year when they teased it coming out of All Out, way too early still. Now, I wouldn't do it this second, but I think maybe by April or double or nothing, honestly, dude, that might be... I mean, obviously, I would probably end until after MJF is champion, but after that, that might be the right time to do it, because uh, I don't know. I just feel like they have a big star on their hands in Wardlow. Yeah, I mean, I... I would still wait a little bit longer, like you said. I would wait until I, I mean, realistically, until MJ dropped, like won the bell and dropped it. But at this point, I don't think we're gonna get that too soon. So I just would, if they're gonna do it, I feel like he's a. I just the problem is I feel like they do it now. I just feel like there's no. What do you like? The problem is I don't see any like upward trajectory with him right now. At least if they did it when MJF was champion, then okay, MJF could then drop it to him. I just feel like, okay, you break him off from MGF. Okay, then what do you do with him there? Like, yeah. it's not like he's got the title. I, I just, I feel like he's at the spot, like, now that they're teasing attention, like, I feel like there's nothing to do with him right away. So it's, it would be kind of like a waste. Because I don't see him, like, going for a title anytime soon. So I, I don't know. I feel like it's the right time, but I just don't know what you do with him. Yeah, I just, I'm not really sure. Um, I don't know. Until then, I guess just keep doing stuff like this, but, uh, I don't know. I guess I just keep it slow, I guess. I mean, I like you said, I would wait until after he wins and loses the championship, too. I just don't know how soon that's going to be. I mean, I would have MJF win the belt a double or nothing, personally, at this rate. I would have him beat Punk at Revolution and then win the belt at double or nothing. Um, that could change, but does that put Wardlow turning face by the end of 2022, maybe? I don't know. 
Uh, maybe he tries to go for the TNT title before then. Him and Sammy could be interesting. Maybe. We'll see. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious, though. But I'm liking what they're doing. I'm glad they didn't already pull the trigger on it because that would have been dumb. And it's crazy to think he's already been with MJF for two years now. But I'm glad they've taken their time with it because if it was in WWE, they probably would have broken him up within, within six months already. So I appreciate that. Um, we also got the rubber match between Hakura Shida and Serena Deeb. Kind of a cold feud in that they haven't really furthered it up until last week when they announced this match. Um, but I thought they had a very good match. I would probably put the one in Boston that we saw in person above this one. But still an entertaining encounter. Uh, well worked here from both women, two of the best in the company. My only nitpick with it, again, was the finish. She beat her with like a roll-up or something. I fucking hate when they do this shit. Like, they do it to protect people. If you do it once in a while, it's fine. I think she beat... When she beat Sheeta the last time, she beat her with a roll-up then, too. So unless they're going to build to another match, which I don't think is necessary, then why why do that? Why not just have her beat her decisively? I don't understand that. They like to protect everyone. They fucking protected Abaddon when Britt Baker beat her, and we haven't seen her on Dynamite since. So what was the point? I hate when they overprotect people, when it's just not necessary. Um, but I thought the actual match itself, that was very good. I thought it was fine. Like you said, I think the one in Boston was better. It, the roll-up, I mean, she got hit in the turnbuckle. I think the pad was off, and then she got rolled up. So, But still, like, just still like a dusty, non-clean finish. So, what, are we going to get another rematch? I hope not. So, I don't know. We'll see. I just, yeah. It kind of was just there. I mean, I thought it was a good match, but it just didn't really, like, scream and pour yeah, no, I didn't really scream in porn at all. Um, maybe they can build up Sheeta for a rematch with Baker just to have Baker have someone else to beat before she uh, you know, loses the championship at some point. I mean, I know they're building up Riho right now to get that title shot at uh, Battle of the Belts, but maybe Sheeta can pick up another win or two against someone and then get a title shot at some point, maybe? I mean, it's possible, or maybe you put her towards the TBS title, I don't know. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, that's, that's an option, too. Um, yeah, we'll see. Honestly, I, did you know that, that Penelope Ford and Ty Conti were having this blood feud right now that warrants a submission match on Rampage? I felt like that was completely random. I mean, weren't they feuding like three months ago? <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. Dude, <laughs> dude no holds barred submission match on, on Rampage. Where, yeah, I mean, where have I been? I watch all these shows. Where has this been? You missed it. She hit her with the Nux. What, three months? I don't remember that. Was that... I, I honestly don't know. I, I when I saw it last night, I love I love Ty Conti, but yep. I'm like, dude, who could possibly care? <laughs> it's not like because it's it's more it's more of a saying about Penelope before. I mean, I feel like she's like I couldn't tell you the last time I saw her on Dynamite. So yeah, the, the, the best part is the package they show last night. All the footage of her is like on dark. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, thank God they're showing that. I mean, I like Ty Conti, so like getting her TV time's definitely needed, but. I didn't know, like you said, that was this big blood feud that they that uh, submission match on on Rampage. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, we had the Dynamite Diamond Ring defended in the main event between MJF and Dante Martin. Uh, good match here. Dante Martin continues to shine. They did the finish I was hoping for, and Ricky Starks costing Dante Martin the win. Um, I like Dante Martin, but him with the ring would have just been a weird fit. So I'm glad they didn't do that. MJF holding it just makes way too much sense. I would just keep the fuck... Alexa said the same thing recently. I would keep the ring on him for years. I'm, I'm talking like four or five years in a row. This is the third year that he's going to be having it. Make it like... 
people were saying the same thing about the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Like, have Big Show win it a couple years in a row. I mean, the guy was 50, so probably not him. But same principle, though. Like, have MJF win it so many times in a row, so many years in a row, where it's going to be a big fucking deal when he eventually loses it to, like, a Wardlow or someone like that. So that's what I would do. Um, but I thought they had a good match, and uh, afterward we got that big, huge match announcement from Tony Khan, except it wasn't Tony Khan, it was CM Punk, and the lights went out, and I'm thinking, oh, the Briscoes are going to show up and go after FTR, and it was just Sting and Darby, which was very underwhelming, um, but we have Sting and Darby and Punk next week against the Pinnacles, MJF and FTR, which we were told was a, gina- a gigantic match announcement, which it's not, um, it should be a very good match, and I'm looking forward to it, I mean, they really overhyped it there, though. But anyway, um, yeah, that was the main event. So your thoughts on the match itself, MJF winning in the post-match match announcement for next week. I mean, the match was fine. Uh, I liked it. Um, I mean, Dante Martin winning just wouldn't make sense. Just him with the ring would be weird. Like you said, just a different dynamic. Um, so MJF winning, it makes sense. I, I mean, I don't care that he holds it every year. I, I feel like they should probably, if anything, like make it more prominent. Like, There's a point that like I just honestly forgot that he even had it. So like, I feel like... Maybe if they're going to, like, try to make, like, a big rub out of it, kind of make it more significance out of it. Um, but, no, I thought it was good. The aftermath stuff, I mean, wasn't a huge, <laughs> wasn't this huge announcement, I mean, I mean. Like you said, also, you, you messed up. It wasn't just Darby. It was Darby and Sting! <laughs> you got to yell it every time he comes out. Yeah. Why not? It's 1990 again, so Tony Schiavone's got to yell every time he comes <laughs> which is just so dumb. <laughs> it wasn't that surprising. I mean, once the lights went out, I kind of figured it was Darby and Sting, just because last week I'm pretty sure FDR attacked them. They did, yeah. But it wasn't this major announcement. I mean, once that happened, I, I think anyone anyone who could have put two and two together and realized that was what the match was going to be next week. So it is what it is. I, I think it, it should be good, but I honestly, I'm just not a Sting guy, so like I don't, I don't get all the hype on him. I mean... Mm-hmm. guy's like a dinosaur like can't get anyone better and like Shivani is just I honestly can't stand Shivani on commentary anyway so the less of him screaming thing the better <laughs> I can't it's so annoying unrelated like, what would you say I also hate like he'll just randomly call people like son of a bitches just out of the blue and like call people pricks it's like dude you're unbearable I no I get that I like Shivani but I, I can understand that Unrelated to that, though, what was your thoughts? What were your thoughts on the MGF Ryback dig during his pre-match promo? I, I honestly fast forward at <laughs> my bad. Oh, you missed it. He he said Punk is like he goes your undefeated streak against underwhelming opponents is basically like Ryback or something like that. I died. Wow, he buried Ryback. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I, didn't, I gotta listen now. Yeah, it blew Twitter up. It was it was actually a pretty great line, and I've always liked Ryback, obviously, but uh, that that was that was pretty funny. Um, so yeah, that was it. That was Dynamite Winter is coming in a nutshell. Any overall thoughts on the show? I thought it was a decent show. I mean, less there was no we had a little snippet, but usually when there's no bucks on the show, it's usually a bit better in my grading scale. So I mean, we got them a little bit. Nick Jackson clucked like a chicken. I I, I don't get that, but. <laughs> uh, don't don't get that. I mean, Matt acted like like he's a road war animal still. Don't really understand that as well. Um, I hate the voice the that he speaks of, with. Dude, it's funny. <laughs> the more the more the less of them, the better. Honestly, um, so I mean, I guess we're getting an eight man and a ten man and a yeah. 
in a blood death match with Ty Connie and Penelope Ford on Rampage, so don't mess that. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna ask you going to the Mucho on Friday. <sighs> I'm not. Um, <laughs> I just, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I usually I tape Dino or Rampage. I usually just like there's a lot of stuff I just speed search through just because it's not that interesting. I mean, I had to watch the great debut of Hook last week. I mean, what were your thoughts on that? It was fine. I thought he looked impressive. I mean, I wouldn't call him the next world champion, but I mean, people were hyping. I mean, I guess it's a joke. I guess I don't know, but I thought I he don't did know. That. I don't get it. Like, I think I don't know. He's like a meme. Like, I, I, really I don't. Yeah, like, I don't understand that. But I think he. I think he did look impressive, though. I thought he looked. I mean, it was a, clearly a showcase of him. I thought it was fine, but like people were like, "Oh my greatest debut ever!" Like, yeah, that's you know? yeah, yeah. I thought it was fine. I mean, people. I I think it's more of a, it has to be a joke. Like, I don't get it, but. I thought that was fine. I'm trying to think of what was on the show. Um, well, we had the Malik. Did you see the Malachi Black vignette this week? Or did you fast forward through that? <laughs> My fingers get off the fast forward quick enough. I mean, after after the spray job on Julia Hard, I, I I'm honestly starting to take him a lot less seriously. Well, he's. I think he looks like he's building his own faction. I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> with him, but they're building. It looks like he's building a house of black. And they're going to be enlisting uh, actually a recently departed Ring of Honor star named Brody King, and then they're already the, currently the PWG Tag Team Champions, and he's actually really good. So it's something to keep an eye on, I think. Oh joy, another faction. Yeah, oh. no, I, I get it, I get it. Um, speaking of Dude, faction, you can't wait for him and Griff next week. It's gonna be great. Uh, I, I know, I can't wait for him to murder Griff. Is what I'm looking forward to. Oh, so I mean, I like Malachi Black. I think he's. He's, he's better off than Andrade. Andrade, I just at this point, I've oh lost. Oh my thinking. god, Andrade's been a ugh, poor guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why anyone would possibly care about him. I feel like his AEW run's been extremely underwhelming. Yes, um, I would agree with that. Like that uh, breaking signing of Christian Cage. I couldn't tell you last time I saw him on Dynamite. Like, is he in like witness protection? I haven't seen him in forever. He, they but. haven't been using him, but what they're I think they're having him manage Jungle Boy. I mean, the problem is that he just hasn't really been on the show at all. I mean, I don't really... His, his run's been fine because they haven't over-pushed him. They haven't under-pushed him. He was in a main event of a pay-per-view. He just needs to be on the show more, I think. That's my problem with Christian. I just feel like they brought him in like he was going to be amazing, and they've done pretty little with him. But, yeah. I mean, if he's going to manage Jungle Boy, I guess it's better than than, than stunted growth on there. So, <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I just feel like the black... the like. Can you like? Can someone teach him how to do the miss too? Like, cause he can't do it. Like, if you're gonna do it, do it right. He misses every time. It, it looks phony every time he does it. No, I get it. Um, yeah, and he's gonna kill Griff next week. And uh, so you saw, you know, the Bucks and Cole had their backstage segment. You mentioned they were on the show technically. Eight man on Friday. Adam Cole's got a gift for the Bucks next week. Looks like it might be Kyle O'Reilly. Could this be where he uh, says, "Hey, fuck you guys. I got my own friends and undisputed." Or what's going on there? I mean, it's possible. I, like I said, I, I, I kind of speed searched through it. Like I said, I saw the, the the clucking of the chicken, and and then I was out at that point. I saw the gift. I guess that's what you could do. I mean, get Cole away from them as fucking quick as possible. <laughs> I just, I, I think it's brought Cole down so much. I just, he's just like another guy. Like I feel like Bobby Fish has got less shit on him than Cole has. I just. Like, get him out of the haha. It's literally not for him. He's serious. Get him away from them, please. Yeah, I, I think reuniting Undisputed Era under a different name might be the first step, though. What's like a synonym for Undisputed? Um, um, 
The inarguable period? The inarguable age. There <laughs> they are! <laughs> that's CJ Miles! Oh, God, love it. So, Need CJ yeah, Miles. I mean, I don't know, because like, I feel like if we do it now, then, like, who's the Buck? Like, the Bucks don't have, like, like, who would their, like, other guy be, I guess? Kenny Omega when he comes back. I don't know if he's right back. Yeah, when he soon. comes back, when's that going to be? So what if they have Kyle O'Reilly come in, but they don't actually have them turn on the Bucks until, like, another couple of months? And that's when they do the big turn, and then Omega comes in to save the day. Yeah, get Cole away from the Bucks ASAP. What if what if Red Dragon and the Bucks are fighting for Cole's uh, affection? Cole would be the dumbest person of all time to stay with the Bucks. <laughs> you've Wait. seen one of their matches, you've seen it all. It's like pockets. You've seen them do the kick, chin kicks one time, you've seen it all. At least the eight-man on Rampage makes sense. That fucking tag team match, that ten-man tag team match, who was even in that thing that they require it, ten men? It's uh, 2.0 Daniel Garcia and... Two teammates that they're choosing, I think. No, they showed him. I don't know who it is. And then it's like Ortiz uh, and the Lucha Brothers, maybe? So, and, uh, yeah, I think. Lucha right? Brothers? I don't remember. Let me pull it up. I have my computer open. AW Ramp. I could have sworn I saw the Lucha Brothers, so I think they're in it. Like I said, I think it's like. Let's go to Twitter because I type in AW Rampage and it shows me last week's result. Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> no, that's nothing good. It's it's uh, like I said. It's the people I listed. So the eight ways: Young Bucks, Bobby Fish, Adam Cole versus. Orange Cassidy, Best Friends, and Rocky Romero. Yes. And the 10-man is... Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Here it is. Lucha Brothers, Ortiz and Santana, and Eddie Kingston versus the acclaimed Team Point oh and Daniel Garcia. Why? What? Why are the Lucha Brothers in it? That's I was going to say, I have a question. Why? Why is, why is the acclaimed in there? Why are the Lucha Bros in there? Dude, Dan Lambert returns, too. We missed him. Oh, I... Why? I was I I said to Alexis I said to her as soon as I see the graphic I'm like I like the guy I think you know he got some great heat but certain stories have a certain shelf life why is he coming back is he reuniting with the men of the year who are also directionless as shit who cares I don't know I just I don't know we'll see what happens on Friday but that sounds like a mud show if I've ever seen one dude it's gonna be spark fest it's funny. If, it would be one thing if the match... I mean, at least the Bucks match makes sense. The Bucks it, match at least has some kind of sense to it. Yeah, the, eight, the 10 man is just... Ran- Where's Jericho in all of this? Is he still sick or something? What's going on with him? I don't know about Jericho. But... Less questions about Jericho, the better, I guess, right? God. Hope he's okay, but get him away from TV. <laughs> Heard he couldn't sing anymore. Right now, anyway. It's a shame. That means he's going to be... Uh, no commentary. Thank God. Hopefully. We'll see. Imagine he can't sing, so he can't do concerts, so he'll just put all of his time into AEW and just wrestle and do commentary all the time. And I'm a Jericho, Mark, but the guy needs to... He needs to not be on the show as much. It's just... They just don't need him at this point. They have way too big of a roster to be making TV time for Jericho, and there's so many other people that just aren't even on the show right now. It's It's embarrassing, but... Anyway, um, that's WrestleRant Radio in a nutshell, Mr. Marceau, for December 16th, 2021. I look forward to next week, our holiday bash show of our own. AEW's got their holiday bash, Dynamite, on Wednesday. We'll talk all about that. Any Monday uh, Monday Night Raw notes and anything else that breaks, contract news or not, 
here on the show next week. New episodes every Thursday, WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and Podbean. Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. New episodes every single Thursday. And we got more Christmas movie marathon talk, I'm sure, coming next week. So keep an eye and an ear out for that as well. And if you haven't already, one last thing. Vote in the 2021 WWE slash NXT slash AEW year and review awards right now on WrestleRant.com. Scroll down to the middle of the page there and um, you can see all the, um, you know, everything you need to know about where you can vote, how you can vote. And uh, the results will be revealed on this show in two weeks on the uh, last episode of 2021, which I look forward to. Mr. Marceau, brother, always a pleasure. Enjoy more movies. And let me know if you watch a Monsters, Inc. type movie again, because I'll definitely comment on it if you do. Will do. Look forward to it, Mr. Marceau. Have a great one. I'll talk to you next week. Later. Later.